Hi, Jonathan Williams back again at the Bricks and Mortar podcast. Bricks and Mortar podcast, holding your boat and lighting your candle. What are we talking about? Well, it's buying, renting, investing and selling property. If that's what floats your boat, then stick around for the next half hour and I'm sure you'll get something from this week's episode. Well, we've just ticked into January, haven't we? And we're all about the New Year's resolutions. For me, it's been a bit of a slow start as far as January is concerned. Got back into the office on Thursday and Friday of last week. And it's just taken a little bit of time just to oil the wheels and just to get everything moving. I don't know, has that been like that for you? I tend to find that January just because you're off for those two weeks in between Christmas and New Year, sometimes it just takes a little bit of while just to get back into the swing of things. But we had a full week last week and then we're all rocking and rolling, ready to go at Begley Brown. So um, looking forward now to the coming week and the goals, the goals that we've all been setting for the coming year. I've been doing goal setting now probably for a year or so, something that I just didn't do. And I have to say, it is probably of of the regrets that you have uh, in your professional life. It's probably one of the regrets of actually not writing down the goals and having those goals to look back on just to see how you've got on. But listen, I've drawn a line underneath that and I'm now moving forward, writing down the goals and just seeing where we get to, especially as we move forward with the the new business that we'll talk about in this episode. So this episode is one where I'm going to talk about my personal goals. I've got 10 goals that I've set down for this year, ranging from business goals to personal goals. And I think that in the quarters uh, that precede this show, we will do a review just to see and check in to see how I'm getting on with my goals. I have to say that if you don't goal set, then get out there and do the goal setting. I use a technique that is from a book called The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papazan. It really is something that bookends uh, my goal setting. It's all to do with the 411. Over the, the coming half hour or so, I'll tell you all about the 411 and the accountability that that really gives me. And that's really what we're talking about, isn't it? Goal setting, writing it down. If it's not written down, people say it doesn't exist. I have to say I tend to agree with that. But you know what? You've got to do your reviews. And that's, again, something that we'll touch on in the next half hour. But it is all about accountability, at least if you've got it written down, they say there's a huge percentage of those people that actually, those that write down their goals have got so much of a better chance of actually achieving those goals. And it's all about accountability. So as we're talking about accountability, and before we get into the goals, I'll tell you a little bit more about how I'm moving forward with the accountability side of things. Um, Ian McQueen had a chat with him. If you haven't listened to that interview, then go back into the archive and have a listen to that. Had a great chat with him. And at the end of the conversation, he spoke to me about mentorship and how 
uh, Glasgow Chamber of Commerce have um, joined forces with a mentoring group and he gave me the name of the mentoring group and I've now gone and set up a meeting with them. So looking forward to doing that. That call's coming ahead on Thursday and I might even record that for the podcast. I'll need to just see whether or not they're happy to do that. So that's a mentoring call I've got. That's all about accountability. It's all about mentoring me in the new business moving forward. And just a little recap on where we're at with the business moving forward. The FCA have now acknowledged my uh, direct authorization application and so therefore I've now been allocated somebody to deal with the application so hopefully we're in the end game we can move that forward and over the coming weeks and months we can actually get the business moving forward so really looking forward to that when it actually comes but before then let's get in to goal setting. Okay before we start talking about my own 10 goals for this coming year, I suppose we'd better just preface this by stating how I go about my goal setting and really what I've used is a book uh, for the last year or so by the name of The One Thing, a book written by Gary Keller and Jay Papazan, New York Times bestseller. Um, And I came across this book listening to a podcast, obviously, the eponymous podcast called The One Thing. And it very much takes the principle, Pareto's principle, the 80-20, that what you need to do is you need to prioritise your to-do list so that you have to identify what's the most important thing, that by doing that one thing, what you will do is that you will make everything easier or unnecessary. And as we go through, it probably will become more apparent when we talk about the review process as to how important that particular thing is. So what it's got is the book, as with most goal setting books, you talk about your someday goals, then you sit down and you write out your five year goals. And then every year you annualize those goals into annual goals. And then you break those down so that how are you going to achieve that annual goal every month and then how do you achieve the monthly goal which will lead to the annual goal on a weekly basis and the most important thing that they want you to do is to write your goals down so you write your someday your five year and your annual goals down and you keep those away and then on a weekly basis what you do is you prepare something called a 411. And what this is, is it divides your goals into business goals and personal goals. Ideally, what you should be looking to do is to try and achieve, put down three to five things that you want to achieve that week, which will then move the ball forward in connection with the monthly goals, which will in turn move yourself forward in relation to the annual goals. What I've done is I've written those down. I use an app called Wonderlist, which I find really, really helpful. Uh, That is, you can download that for your iPhones and also for your Androids. It's a clever little app. Uh, I think um, 
Microsoft possibly bought them about six months ago, but it's still going strong and it's still free. So download Wonderlist if you're wanting help with the 411. So I write those down. I've, to certainness, and I've printed those out and I've got a file as well, but sometimes even writing them out and printing them by Wednesday or Thursday, I'm scrambling around trying to work out what actually I've done during that week to tick off the goals in the 411. So what I've done is I've put up a whiteboard at work and I will identify what the business goals are and the personal goals and then I'll tick those off so that every day that I'm in the office I can actually see what I have got front and centre in front of me. The review is important, you need to make sure that at the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, you, you sit down and you review your annual goals, your monthly goals and your weekly goals. You need to make sure that you're moving forward in achieving your monthly goals and you can only do that by taking an hour, an hour and a half to look through those because if you don't review where you've been, there's no way that you're going to be able to get those goals knocked off as you go through the weeks and the months. I cannot tell you how important it is to make sure that you get your reviews done. So once you've done the reviews, you then sit down and then you knock out what you're going to do for the next week, both with business and personal goals. But you need to prioritise those goals. There's no point in putting down a shopping list and then choosing the thing that's the easiest thing and just knock that off. That's not going to get you where you need to get to. So you need to identify what the most important goal is and you prioritise those goals. And again, for those weekly big rocks, and that's what we're talking about here, we're talking about the big rocks, the difficult things that you're trying to achieve, you're putting those on your 411. And ultimately, if you only do one of those big rocks, that's fine. But you need to make sure you're doing the big rocks rather than the piddling little easy things because everybody can do those and not everybody can achieve their goals. So concentrate on the big rocks. So listen, I'm going to talk to you about 10 big rocks that I'm trying to achieve this coming year. Let's talk about something that I've really struggled with and if you're listening to this you've probably struggled with as well is trying to pick a time where at the end of the day you say that's it you close the doors and you get on with the rest of your responsibilities whether that be family responsibilities your social responsibilities you need to make sure that your work is not bleeding in to other areas of your life. And I have to say, for most of my career, that's something that I've really, really struggled with, being present at home, being present on holiday. We've all got iPhones, we've all got mobiles, Androids, etc. And it's far too easy just to look at that whilst you're meant to be, you know, playing with the kids or you're meant to be engaging with your your wife or your significant other very very difficult 
your career, and this is something that I've now begun to understand, is ultimately your career is not your life. Yes, it's a big part of your life, but it is not your life. And what you need to do, and what I'm trying to do, is to box that so that at a particular time, at the end of the day, that's it. We do know more because you know what? The world's not going to come to an end because you haven't done something, okay? If you've prioritised what you've needed to do and you've done that properly, then the world is not going to come to an end. And until you actually do this and box your career, then you're not going to know that. But rest assured, it will come as a huge aha moment as soon as you start to do that. So that's what I've got to do. It's a nice and simple one to start with, is trying to finish at six o'clock, lock up, computer off, iPhone away until the next morning. That's probably one of the most important ones that I'm going to do in this coming year. Second, I've got this mastermind group. We're meeting, in fact, I've got an email uh, we're going to be meeting. The first mastermind group is going to be this coming Wednesday. And again, I'm hoping to record some of that. And what it is, is I think we're going to have a number of us are going to be in this mastermind group and we're going to move forward and hopefully, as long as we all get together and we've got one aim, then I'm sure we'll make it a success. And that's really what I'm trying to do is to make a success of this particular mastermind group. So we've all got separate talents and what we're hoping to do is to join forces with all those individual talents and those talents relate to the buying of property. And what we're going to do is knock our heads together whether or not we have to throw some money in the kitty. I'm not entirely sure. All will come become clear on Wednesday. But what we're looking to do is to bandy together and then go to market and see if we can't start buying some property. So I'm going to get back into the investment game and I'm looking forward to that. And clearly, I will keep you up to date as to how we're getting on, whether that's been successful, the trials and tribulations as we move forward. So the mastermind group, that's the second of the 10, trying to make that a success. Talking of success... If you've been listening to the podcast for some time, you'll know that I've been doing this for two years, joined Begley Brown after uh, a career in the law, and we have taken the business significantly forward. Well, that's to say the mortgage side of the business significantly forward. Um, The turnover, what I'm hoping to achieve this calendar year is going to try and get the turnover for just purely the mortgage and protection side of things up to 150 grand. Um, It had been bumping around, I think, when I took everything over at 60. The first year we took it up to uh, 92 and then this year we're hoping to move that forward. We're already six months into our financial year, but we're starting off the, uh, the actual year, January, and what I'm hoping is January to December we're going to try and do on 150 grand. It's a big, big ask. I have to say there's only myself who's the advisor and we've got Catherine who's assisting as well. So that's the one of the, the business goals is to get that turnover up to 150 grand. 
The next one is very much geared into that turnover and that is buying the business. We've been in negotiations to buy the mortgage book. Um, that's moved forward. We've got numbers all sorted out. There's a website all ready to launch. We've got the communication side of things. We've got the IT up and running. Well, the big fly in the ointment has been the FCA. Um, they tell you that they give you a maximum period of time of six months to take your application from their receipt through to completion within a six month period. They've now had my application for the best part of four months and on Tuesday there we got confirmation and acknowledgement that we had passed, as it were, the first hurdle. And the first hurdle is that they acknowledge your application and they then allocate one of the boards at the FCA to look over your application. They've done the initial checks and the initial checks put you into a certain funnel. You've got the 12 month funnel, that's if your application hasn't been completed properly. And then you've got the six month funnel and thank goodness we're in the six month funnel. So I'm gonna give them a call over the next day or so try and have a chat with the person who has been allocated to my particular application and then we'll see if we can get that moved forward. But ideally we were trying to get the business up and running for the 1st of January so we would hit the ground running. That hasn't happened but as I say we've got everything really ready just to touch and press the button and once uh, we get the FCA's approval. So that's the thing that's really been holding us back but that's the third of the 10 is to start the business. It's going to be called, well, it's going to be called Bricks and Mortar Mortgages Limited. We've got the company set up. As I say, the website is, is under that title as well. And we're just all ready to press the button. So it's the Bricks and Mortar Mortgages Limited. We'll clearly tell you more about that as time progresses with our FCA application and we'll tell you all the good stuff about how that's progressing as the year progresses. So we've looked really there at three business goals. Let's move on to our personal goal. Uh, again, as those of you who have been lis listening over the 50 odd episodes, they will know that I'm a bit of a um, running junkie. Uh, I do like my um, running, uh, whether it be marathons, whether it be um, ultras. I started doing some triathlons a little while ago, but the endurance side of things is something that really does float my boat. And I haven't done, well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I've been playing cricket for years and years and years. The kids came along, couldn't spend any more time playing the cricket so I thought what am I going to do and what I decided to do was to try and run 10 marathons between the age of 40 up to 50 and as I approach 50 um, at the in March then I've probably already achieved the 10 marathons so I thought as a marker what was I going to mark my uh, 50th birthday I thought why not do something that's a little bit outside my comfort zone, challenges me greatly. I've already done one of these ultra marathons. I did a, a 67 
mile ultra running from uh, called the Kintyre Way running from Tarbert in the north down to Campbelltown. This year I'm going and have entered a race called the Highland Fling and those of you who have walked the West Highland Way we start the, the Highland Fling race it's on the 28th of April and it's running from Milgai to Tindrum. So it's the first half of the West Highland Way that I'm going to be doing on the 28th of April. Week one, we've just started the training. Everything seems to be going okay. The body appears at the moment anyway to be holding together. Whether or not it will hold together in the coming weeks and months, um, time will obviously tell. I've got a blog that uh, we're doing for that. We're going to put some videos and photos, etc., just so that I've got a reminder that I could actually do that thing when I can no longer, uh, no longer walk. Which after the ultra, it may not be too far after that. So that's something that we're doing on the personal side of things. Uh, another thing on the personal side of things, and I just mentioned it there. Uh, in the passing was that I had played cricket for years and years and years before I started doing the marathons. That's something that I'm keen to get back into. So playing cricket is number five on the list of ten. We're halfway there, getting back and playing some regular cricket. Uh, and I guess that ties in to the uh, matter of the, the career is not your life, that you know what, that is something that I enjoy doing. I'm getting to a stage now where um, you know, there's probably not too many more years available for me to play cricket, so uh, I'm going to give that a go. So I'm going to try and play pretty regularly during the season, so looking forward to that. The next one is to do with the podcast. As I say, we've been doing the podcast for the best part of two years coming up. We're on to, I think this is episode number 55 and um, we're trying to get these out on a weekly basis. I know it's been a bit of a struggle. Um, I'm still looking for people to come on for interviews. So if you are at all minded to tell me your property story, then get in touch under the usual auspices. Catch me on my, my uh, email, I suppose, is probably the best to get me on. Get me at jonathanwilliams at bedleybrown.co.uk or um, hit me up on LinkedIn or join the Facebook or in fact get in touch with me through the website www.thebricksandmortarpodcast. Delighted to have a chat with you. What we're trying to do is to get to a thousand downloads a week. Now that's a big, big ask and for those who maybe don't know how many downloads we're getting at the moment, it's sort of bumping around sort of 200, 250 that we're getting. So it's a big, big ask to get that up to a thousand but you know what if we don't set big goals then you know is there any point in doing that so that's a big big goal that we're going to be trying to achieve next and we're running quickly out of the 10 the next that we're going to do is and again it's off the business side of things and more the personal side of things You'll be aware that we've got a couple of properties down in Kintyre. We've got one out in uh, Macrahanish uh, called Rothmar West and we have been renting that out for years. And really what I want to do is to concentrate my efforts to make sure that we make a profit on Rothmar West. Really, we've changed the uh, booking company 
and we're really gonna hopefully get that up and running. It's been what with being pulled here, there, and everywhere over the last 18 months with the, the new career, etc., then it's sometimes been a bit of a struggle to focus on the rental properties. I'm pleased to say that all the rental properties are rented out. We got Green Park away last week. So they're all on six months short assured tenancies. The one at Rothmar is used as a furnished, um, furnished holiday let on short term lets. And we're trying to make that uh, a bit more of a success as, it's had, as it has been. So that's Rothmar West. Next one ties us back into the business side of things. I just want to go after this. I want to try and create a coherent social media platform, okay? It's so, so important, certainly for my business moving forward, that we need to make sure and harness the likes of Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, and I'm reading a book at the moment that is giving me some great tips uh, and really is giving me uh, an idea of what, I need to do from a step to Z, step to step, A to Z uh, criteria as to how I'm going to get a successful and coherent social media platform. So that's something that we're going to be working on over the coming year. Uh, and I guess that will then lead through to the downloads that if we can get the social media platform up and running and that's successful, then that will then um, drag traction that will get traction into the podcast and clearly if we're doing things right on the social medias then the uh, turnover will hopefully get close to what we're looking for so it has as you all know social media it's so so important and you need to get it right so we're going to start looking at that and making sure that we've got that all nailed down during the year and finally again Personal. A lot of these ones, I guess, are personal, but uh, it probably harks back to the fact that I want to try and make sure that, that the business and work doesn't bleed into other areas of my life. So I think if I put as many things outside the business sphere and concentrate on those, then that will give me, not that you need an excuse not to work, um, but it will give me a reason that say, well, you know what, that's the work and that can then... Um, that can wait until tomorrow. So we're on to the last of the goals. And again, it's a personal goal. I guess you'll see that there's a number of personal goals that I've put in here. And it will hark back to the fact that I'm wanting to ensure that I've got my career, as it were, in a box. And that come six o'clock, we're shutting up shop there. The computer's going down, the phone's going off and I'm then concentrating on other things. And I guess that's the reason why I have put in so many personal goals for this year, is to ensure that I have got something that I need to do, want to do, once I close down the work for the day. So if I didn't have that, then there might be more of a temptation to actually continue on with regards to the work in some sort of, some sort of guise. So, that's what I want to do. And the final thing really is with the coaching, I've spoken to you about playing cricket. I took up coaching two or three years ago, really, really loved it. There's that trite adage about giving something back. And I have to say, if you've played any sports uh, and you have had the successes and the 
um, the friendships and all that good stuff over the years, it's great to just be able to put something back. And that's what I'm doing in coaching a team of young lads. And um, we weren't very successful last year. In fact, we didn't win a game. But I'm sure this year that's the main goal is to get us with some success moving forward. And we're crossing our fingers. We're training pretty hard. Uh, we've got another session tomorrow morning. We've got the guys out at 7.30 in the morning on a Monday to train for an hour before they get into school. So um, we had uh, seven or eight down there over the last couple of weeks. And, and that's really encouraging that if we can start to build on that, then I am sure that everything bodes well for the coming season. So that's it. Personal goals, business goals, I'm really looking forward to it. What I would say to you is that make sure that you at least write down the goals. I know I've said there that a goal that's not written down doesn't exist. Don't know who came out with that. But your goals have to be written down. You know what? There's no point. I. There's some people who will say you want to make sure that your goals are almost unattainable. Um reach for the stars and you hit the moon and all that nonsense. I, My personal view is that they have to be attainable, but they just need to be out of reach, okay? You need to be, uh, you need to have, I think, what the Americans call a sort of stretch goal. You need, if every goal was you know, easily attainable, then what would the fun in that be? You know, there would be no growth in your life if you didn't try and make sure that you stretched yourself. So I think the goals have to be attainable, but they have to be slightly out of reach. They have to be written down. And the final thing that I would say to you is review, then review, and then review again. You have to. It's the most important thing as far as goal setting is concerned. You need to make sure that you've got that discipline of reviewing. And it is the hardest thing. This be no, do not think it is easy because you're getting pulled from here, there and everywhere, especially at the weekends when you've got a lot more free time. It's very difficult. You need to try and get that discipline because if you can harness that discipline and you can get that review then you're less likely to have that pain of regret. Because that's what will happen, that if you don't review, then your goals won't materialise. You need to know when you're going off target because you can then reset your goals. You need to know if the goals are too easy and you need to stretch them a bit. But the only way you can do that is by reviewing. So write them down, make them attainable, and review. Good luck. Okay, we're going to knock that on the head. I'm going to walk myself to the exit and uh, get moving with the review because it's Sunday night. I haven't done the review and it's something that I really need to do. So you know what? I'm going to have to practice what I preach. Next week... Big, big week for me. I've got my mentor 
interview with Glasgow Chamber of Commerce. I'll see whether or not they're happy for that to be recorded. And then we've got the mentor programme. That's the one, the investment mentor programme. That's the one that we have been talking about in the goal setting there. We've got the first meeting on Wednesday, so I'll meet all the other people who are in the mentoring group, see who's passed the X factor of property investment. And again, we'll see if we can record some of that. As ever, more than happy to have you on to have a chat about your property journey. You know, we've had some great guests on and really the ones that have been the most successful are the ones that are prepared to be pretty transparent. And I think that's what you've got to be, is that if you're coming on the show, it's all warts and all. You know, we need to know what your successes are, but just as much as we we need to know what your successes are, we need to know where you've struggled. Because if you've struggled, I've struggled, we will all be struggling with that. And so if we can share the pain, then um, I'm sure that people will enjoy the successes. You'll enjoy the successes even more. Do get in touch with me. Emails, Jonathan Williams, currently at begleybrown.co.uk. Join us on the Facebook Uh, We've got the podcast website, www, the Bricks and Mortar podcast. Again, how about leaving us a review? It's the easiest thing to do. And if you leave us a review on Stitcher, on uh, Apple Podcasts, as it's now called, then that's going to help us moving forward. And if you're listening, listening to this on SoundCloud, again, all of these platforms have got the ability for you to leave a recommendation. And it would be great to hear from you. So listen, I'm going to walk myself to the door. Make sure that you've got your goals written down. Make sure that they're attainable. And make sure you do the review. Next week, I'm hoping to have an interview. This is the Bricks and Mortar podcast. Taking a sideways look at property. And as ever, it's your property podcast.